What's up, guys? This is the Strong Family Money Show. Thanks for stopping by. My name is Andres. Today we have four more tips for dads out there. Here on the Strong Family Money Show, we help dads focus on their fitness, their finances, and their family uh, by giving tips that I've either experienced or researched or I'm currently learning uh, to help bring them to you. So first is a, uh, uh, again, we so we go over four subjects here on the Strong Family Money Show uh, technically three. Uh, we go over real estate. I'm a real estate agent here in Ventura County. So I try to give tips for the uh, first-time home buyer, the experienced uh, home buyer who's uh, now probably an investor, and uh, then a basic money family tip. So usually it's like a investing tip or a money management tip. And then uh, I go over a tip that I'm used or I'm using or I'm going to implement into my uh, life that has to do with like improving just your day-to-day going through your life. So first one is for a first-time home buyer. So you've got to the end. If you've followed the last few episodes, you know we've been building up to this step. Um, We've looked at homes. We know what we can afford. We've found a real estate agent. We've um, gotten pre-approved for a loan. And now all that's left, or not my last left, the next thing is to make an offer on a home. So you found a home that you like, and you want to now uh, show the sellers that you are serious and that you want to uh, make an offer on that home. So this is where your real estate agent really comes into play. Uh, they know the market. They know what's going on in the market and in the area. Uh, They have a good sense on uh, what type of uh, offer should be proposed or presented to the the seller. Um, You already know what you can afford. So what you should have already discussed with your um, real estate agent is, okay, so this is what I can afford. I'd like to go in with this amount of money as an offer, regardless of what home. This would be probably discussed after you have decided how much money you can uh, spend on a home. So I can spend 100% of this money on a home. I really want to go in with 90% of this money and leave like 10% for reserve for, you know, some counter offer or, or, you know, something else, right? You don't, you want to keep something in the tank. So now it's up to your real estate agent to tell you if that's going to work or if that's not going to work. Everyone wants to get the best deal that they, they want on anything that they buy, right? But on a home, you also want to get the home that you feel is the home for you. Sometimes going in, trying to find a deal, right, will not fulfill your need for needing to buy this home or wanting to buy this home. Uh, they're not on the same spectrum. So you need to say, okay, real estate agent, I want this home. It costs this much. I can afford this much. What can I do? And they will tell you, everyone else, like currently right now, everyone else is offering at or above the asking price of the home, right? So if you go in, and this this area is very popular, okay? So if this certain area is very popular, every home in this area that has sold recently has been above market price. 
if you want to go in with a market price offer or even a below market price offer, the chances of you getting this home are slim to none. Okay, the real estate agent will be blunt with you, should be blunt with you, because this is a business. This is a business transaction, and they should tell you what exactly is going to happen. Um, so at that point, you must decide um, if you still want to do it, if you can do it, and what you should do if um, they come back and say no. We're not going to accept your offer. So this is this situation is where your real estate agent really comes into, really should shine. They should know exactly how much to offer the people that you're trying to buy the house from. And the good thing is that, you know, you don't have to be face-to-face with the people selling the home. That's why you have an agent. They go in and do all the dirty work. They go in and do, get all the information presented to you. Ultimately, yes, it's your final decision on what to do. And if, you know, the agent says you should go in, you know, you know, two, three, five, ten percent above asking price. And uh, because that's what everyone is doing that's purchased a home in this area recently. And that's what I see the trend being. If you still tell the agent, I want to go in ten percent under because that's my plan and it's my money, the agent will do it for you right they are they work for you now if it's you know if you're trying to do a low super low ball offer you know the agent might say you know no that's definitely not going to work right I, I don't feel comfortable bringing that to the real estate agent because um you know they they also have relationships with all the other agents in the area and they have to be able to transact with them on other transactions so if they're known as a low-balling agent, then people will not want to work with them in general, and that's not a good thing for another reason. But anyway, that has nothing to do with the home buyer. But your agent should really know what what's going on in the market and how you should bid your home to get the home you want. Right now, if they're saying you have to offer twice the amount, right, then you then you know something's wrong. Right, this agent doesn't know what they're doing. Right, some outrageous amount of money that, or some crazy thing they want you to do, then yeah, you say, then, you know, we're, we're not going to do that. Right, that's not what I want to do because that doesn't seem to sound right, regardless of what the market's doing, and I don't even like the home that much. But uh, for the most part, this is this, you know, part of the home buying process is, you know, yeah, you need your agent to file all the paperwork and make sure everything's, you know, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, but. Um, this is like the transaction part. And so this is where your agent should say, you know, I know you want this home. I know this is the amount of money you have, unless you have some, you know, secret reserve amount of money somewhere, Uh, you know, this is the way you have to bid it. And unfortunately your current situation monetarily doesn't, you know, it doesn't work out. The numbers don't work out. So, uh, you know, you can offer, you know, if you want to go through the exercise of what happens and you might want to do that once, twice, right? Offer how you should offer your total amount. You know, it's not going to come back in a positive way for you. You know, what's that feels like, you know, how long the process takes, what the mechanics are, but then, you know, then you should get a pretty good feeling after the first or second time you get denied or rejected because you're offering, you know, what everybody isn't, 
what you should do and how you should listen to your agent and um, sometimes the price on the sticker really isn't the price that you're going to pay. So anyway, offering the offer on a home is where your real estate, real estate agent really comes out and, and shines. So um, listen to their expertise. Um, it's ultimately your money and your decision. Uh, but this is where this is why you really have an agent to make a, a proper a proper office a proper offer. So next is a real estate investing tip. Uh, so there's um, um, there's lots of things to to invest. Let me look at my notes here. Lots of things to invest in. Um, you know, and they come in all shapes and sizes. There's a flavor for for everyone. Um, so I mentioned on a, a previous episode, invest in what you in what you know, um, and that is very important for the first time investor to be comfortable on on what they're investing in. But just know that there are other ways to invest out there, depending on your comfort level, your you know your money situation, and what you ultimately want your business to. Because real estate investing is a business. And what you ultimately want your business to look like in the in the long the long term. So um, you can invest in single family homes, right? That's probably the easiest. If you already buy a home, like I said previously, you know what the process is for getting that. You can invest in mobile homes, right? They're a little cheaper. They're a little. There are nuances that go along with investing in in mobile homes. Uh, you can buy a few and rent them, right? You can. There are parts of the reasons or there are um, points in the reasons. So I had come over, I went over the previous episode, why you invest in something, what are the benefits of investing mobile homes probably don't fit at least one of those bullet points. But if price point is very important to you and you only have, you know, a certain cash of money to do this with, there are ways to, you have to give up something so you can get something in, in on the other end. So mobile homes, you know, appreciation probably isn't the same as, as a home. Um, there are other um, costs associated with a, a mobile home. Make sure you know, understand everything going in, but that's also an option. You can invest in multifamily homes like duplexes or triplexes. People like these in general because, so if you buy, let's just, you know, if you buy a duplex, two homes on the same lot, you can live in one and you can rent one out. And if you play your cards right, you can live rent free on in your duplex because the tenant, the rent you charge your tenant sh will cover their the rent on the total property. Um, so you can buy it. It could be a property that requires some work. Great. Even better. You're handy. You know someone who's handy. You fix up the property. You live in one, you charge rent on the other, and you live rent-free in your property. They're paying off your mortgage. And if you then want to make another move to another duplex, you can then rent the one you're living in and go to the next one and do it all over again. And you can do this with duplexes, tri triplexes, fourplexes, right? I believe that's – there are five – Five plexes; those are very few. Most likely, they're uh, you know duplexes and triplexes, um, but that's a, a great way to not only 
find a property to invest in, but also to, you know, live, uh, lower your cost of living because someone else is paying your, your expenses. So you want to find an, you know, you can invest in tax liens. So if someone defaults on their taxes, you go to the courthouse, you, you know, basically are at an auction and you pick up properties that way. That's really for a more experienced investor who has, you know, a group of people that they know that can work with them quickly, right? You get this home, you want to turn it around or fill it up quick. You have a handyman, you have all this stuff, right? So if you're more seasoned, you might be able to pick up properties that way at a, a reduced cost, but you have to then have a team of people that goes in and, you know, the people that, that are there have to be removed, right? You have to go in and assess the property, right? A lot of times you don't get to look inside the home at that situation, uh, you you just get it as is. They want to get those people out. They've not fulfilled their tax obligation. Uh, so you really have to be ready for what's behind the door once you get it because there's no returns, right? You can do, um, you can invest in notes as I've said in a previous video. So you go to, you could go to, actually you can go to a bank. You go to a bank and you say, you know, what are the notes that are, you know, in default, close to being in default that you guys have on your books? They present to you a list. You say, okay, I'm going to offer you this much money for these properties. And then what happens is you become the bank. You can then go renegotiate the terms of the loan with the person that, that's holding it. They now have, you now own the note. So the property is yours. You are technically now the bank and you interact with the person like they're the bank, right? You're going to pay me this much interest for this much time. It's due on this day to make yourself good on your back, you know, mortgage you're going to pay me this much or we can add it into your you know your mortgage if they default you do like a, a, a bank does issue a notice of default you can then proceed to remove them from the property and then you can sell the property for market value um because it's a home that's occupied on the market um and you can re, you know get your um profit that way uh, now, again, that also has its positives and negatives. You have to deal with people who are uh, in some sort of situation, right? So the, the tax lien, you know what their situation is. You can actually handle it without being there, right? You send someone to go say, hey, you guys got to get out of here. Um, but if you're a note buyer, you know, you're going to have to negotiate everything, right? Remove them from the property, all that stuff you have to have on your own. So there are different levels of complexity and effort and time in real estate investing you really have to sit down and decide how much of each you want to um, undertake and but there's really something for everybody so uh, most people focus on one they don't want to dabble in too many because there are uh, you know things to learn on all of them there's a system to be implemented in all of them and you don't want to learn too many you want to be really good in one so look them over research them find the niche you want to you want to invest in um so next uh i write down every day in my journal here a, a tip that i want to give out I mean, based on what i've learned or read or you know stuff like that and yeah i write down here stocks should be winners when you buy them even when you find a deal it should be from a company that has shown continued growth um over time and plans to do so in the future. So a lot of people speculate that's not a really good way to invest in the stock market. I am, there's very few times where you catch a trend at the right time and the trend turns out 
or continues in the way that it started. Um, you know, day trading is not investing. Um, investing is, you know, holding it for a long time and building wealth. So you need to look for companies that have been around for a long time, that have had growth over a long period of time, and per your, from your research will continue to do so. So they, they know the strategy of how to, you know, the market's going to go up and down regardless of what a company does. That's just the way the market works. Um, but you can pick uh, companies who have, have a track record of winning. They always deliver on their, on their earnings calls, right? When they tell their investors what they're going to do, they deliver. Um, their stock has, over time, always gone in the right direction. You know, they're a dividend company. They're a stock buyback company. You have to really research what's going on um, with the company. Make sure that they're a winner from the start. And, um, you know, you want to uh, know that going in. You want to make your money when you when you buy it as much as you can. Uh, so a, a stock should be a winner uh, when you buy it. Don't try and time or, you know, predict what the market's going to do because, you know, a lot of the time, a big emphasis on a lot of the time, that doesn't work out for, for the investor. So next, I have a, a personal development tip. So, you know, we all have a side that we try to hide either because it's not who we are anymore or because it will uh, derail where you want to go. You have to understand that you, you are still that person, right? We really don't change who we are. We just, you know, improve the things that we want. Okay, so you, you have to understand that you are still that person. Use it. Control it, put it to work. So if you have some negative things in your past that you're trying to not be anymore, you probably can still, you are still that person, right? You have other characteristic attributes, personality traits that you are showing everybody else, putting them forward because you want to be that person now but you still are that person and what you're doing for the rest of your life. And this may not sound positive, but it's going to be positive. Your, your entire life, you're trying to fight to keep that person away. Right. Um, but if you're, you can, because they're still your personality traits, find traits of the person you used to be to, um, Apply them, help the person that you are now or want to become, right? If you had some sort of addictive personality in the past, right? Which means that you focus on one thing for a long time at the cost for all others. You can use that in, you know, starting a business, right? Your you know, personality trait from there, you forget everything else and you focus on one thing and nothing else matters. If you apply that to starting a business, you will be successful in starting a business, right? Um, so there are traits that you can repurpose in the person that you used to be or the person you don't want to be anymore. And you can use them in what you're doing now, right? Don't forget the person you were. You can never not be the person you were. All you're doing is shuffling things around and either using what you want or showing people what you want to show them. So don't forget who you were. Use that to your advantage. Control it. Find what is useful 
and use it on the person that you want to be because you don't want to be, you know, you had an addictive personality before and now you don't care what happens anymore and you just, you know, start stuff and stop it and whatever and it's okay. That's not good either, right? Just because you're not doing something bad with that addictive personality, right? You should you should still remember that you had it and use it for what you want to be now. Anyway, it's a positive tip, believe me. Uh, so my name is Andres. This is a Strong Family Money Show. Please visit our sponsor, FreshCoffee805.com. Without them, we couldn't put these episodes uh, together. Let me grab something here. So check out my uh, two books that I'm going to have links for in the description. This is a, my Life Compass book, a collection of blog posts that I've written that helped me uh, with the, well, what I just spoke about. Uh, if you're a first-time home buyer, we spoke about presenting an offer. I have a book with more detail uh, that I wrote. Um, goes over the full first-time home buying process. Um, I'm a real estate agent here in Ventura County. Um, so message me or send me an email, uh, Andres at strongfamilymoney.com. We can set up a time to Zoom or go have a cup of coffee. We can decide. You can decide which one you want to do. We can talk real estate. If you just want to have general questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Please like and subscribe. And thanks for watching. And I will talk to you guys next time.